Every day, many are trapped in their quagmire of defeat because they are unaware of what they've got. The top executive, the attorney, the preacher, the doctor, the world-class athlete, the songwriter, the genius, are potentials buried inside of those who carry them and are stuck to the launching pad of life, chained by mediocrity, fear of failure, and the lack of clear and precise vision. Join Pastor Goodhart Obi C. Ekweme on Winning Today, the radio talk program tailor-made just for you, as he takes you through timeless success principles based on God's Word, preparing and strategically positioning you to win in everyday life, starting from today. Brace yourself and get ready to be transformed. Hello, my good friends. What a great joy to be back on this episode of Winning Today. This is truly the day the Lord has made for us and we are called to be glad and rejoice in this day. Thank God for the breath of life trapped in your nostrils. I believe that God has some great things for you this day. All right, today we want to delve into a fresh topic of discourse, what I call the force of wisdom. Uh, because of uh, so much nugget to have encapsulated in this particular thought, I've broken it down into two parts and this will be the first part and next week we'll conclude the subject matter. Wisdom is so important. You know, to be able to live life effectively and win in life, you need to walk in the wisdom of God. And I believe after this short presentation, we will come to find out that the wisdom of God is not far-fetched in any way. It is not just something for a privileged few, but something that you, my friend, can acquire and begin to exercise on a day-to-day basis. The wisdom of God is His modus operandi. It is God's own way of doing things. It is very often opposed to our natural or human thinking. That simply means that to be able to walk in the wisdom of God, you need to prepare to sometimes appear foolish in the eyes of men. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 16.25 that there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are ways of destruction. This therefore suggests to us that there is also a way that may not necessarily seem right to a man, but the end thereof certainly is victory and life. Walking in the wisdom of God will certainly guarantee you victory in life because there is no situation you have ever faced, are currently facing today, or will ever face which is actually as bad as you initially think. Think about that one. Your situation is not as bad as you initially think it is. The truth of the matter, my friend, is that God has assured you of a way of escape in every test that you find yourself in. You only have to locate where that door of escape is and walk right through it. And this you can only effectively do if and when you walk in the wisdom of God. Operating in God's wisdom was one of the winning secrets of King David. Reading through his history, you will find out that for every battle he faced, he always took time to go back to God and ask God for his blueprint, his game plan, his agenda for every battle. And even though some of the battles he faced seemed like they were identical, he never took for granted that the battle plan of God would be the same. He sought for the ways of God. You see, my good friend, God is a moving God. He is dynamic in his approach to issues and situations and circumstances of our lives. He himself does not change, but some of his methods may vary from time to time. We can also say that God is a transgenerational God. He's a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He dealt differently with our generational fathers because uh, he uh, dealt with the peculiarity of the times of the experience of those people. 
Uh, this means that you need to try to, on a regular basis, understand what it is that God is saying per time and what his game plan is for that particular moment. And this you can only find out as you operate in the wisdom of God. I believe that beginning from today and concluding next week, I want to arm you with the keys or steps to acquiring and operating in the wisdom of God. Now, the very first step in acquiring and operating the wisdom of God is to first of all desire it. Yes, desire it. You have to desire to walk in the wisdom of God. Nature abhors a vacuum. And once there is desire, uh, the forces in the atmosphere come into play to satisfy that desire. As simple as this may sound, it is very, very important. God fills us up in accordance with our expectations and our hunger. The Bible says, the expectations of the righteous man will not be cut short. You see, in the realm of the spirit, there is nothing wrong with being an Oliver Twist of sorts. Have you noticed that even in the story of the widow in 2 Kings chapter 4, the oil stopped running as soon as the last vessel was filled? The oil kept running for as long as there was an empty vessel to fill. But as soon as the last one was filled, the Bible says the oil stopped running. So desiring the wisdom of God and coming to Him empty is the first step to getting filled with His wisdom. You need to hunger for it. You need to thirst for it. You need to desire it. You see, my good friend, one word from God is enough to change your situation no matter how bad it initially looks. Just one instruction from God is able to take you from the backside to the front side, from the point of oblivion to the place of notoriety. Like I said earlier, when God speaks, he does not set out to make sense, but to make faith. Walking with God requires you willing to walk by faith. God is a faith God. And if you're going to walk and operate in the wisdom of God, you have to be willing to appear foolish before men around you. The Bible is filled with examples of such instructions, which at the time God gave them, they did not make sense at all to the people they were sent to. But because they obeyed, they were better off in the very end. One among several examples that really comes to my mind right now is what we find in John chapter 2, the wedding at the Cana of Galilee, where they had run out of wine. The bridegroom was desirous of more wine to take care of his guests. And Jesus gave a very simple instruction. He spoke to his disciples to fill the vessel with water. Wait a minute. What they were looking for here now was wine. But the instruction was to fill the vessels with water. To cut the long story short, he asked the disciples to draw out from the vessel and that what was water became wine. Now, that instruction did not make sense, but that was the key to the deliverance that they needed at that particular time. So you find again many times God will give you instructions that don't simply make sense. But as you pay heed to the instructions, you enjoy the breakthrough and the deliverance that God had in mind when he gave you the instruction. You see, my friend, each time God gives an instruction, hidden behind those instructions is deliverance from destruction. The wisdom of God is the same as God's instruction. That is, His Word. I like the way 2 Corinthians 1.30 puts it. It says that Jesus Christ is made unto us righteousness, redemption, and sanctification. Jesus Christ, who is the Word of God, is made unto us wisdom. You see, my friend, God is so wise, and to have His wisdom operational in your life, 
should be your primary pursuit from today. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1.25 that the foolishness of God is wiser than the highest wisdom of men and the weakness of God is stronger than the strongest of men. Now please, understand that this verse is not in any way insinuating that our God has a foolish or a weak side. Far be it. What this simply means is that even in situations where to men God appears to be foolish or weak, what he does in his ultimate wisdom is wiser and stronger and not in any way comparable to what any man has to offer. The second key to receiving and walking in the wisdom of God is to ask for it. What we don't ask for, we don't receive. James 1.5 puts it very clearly that any man who lacks wisdom and asks from God, God will give that man without withholding back. So you have to ask for it. Yes, you desire to walk in wisdom, but you have to go to God and ask God for the wisdom. Could it be that what has stood between you and walking in the wisdom of God is that you haven't bent your knees and asked God to crown you with his wisdom? Does that not give you joy to know that God's wisdom is available to you just as it is to anyone else? The next step in operating the wisdom of God is to learn to make daily confessions or professions that you indeed already have and walk and operate in the wisdom of God. Yes, declare it daily that you have the wisdom of God, you operate the wisdom of God. Confessions help you to operate what is yours. You see, my friend, as a believer and a child of God, you already have a huge deposit of the wisdom of God in you through Jesus Christ. So you need to stir it up and continue to exercise it until it grows. Put in other words, we can just say wisdom is obeying the word of God. The word of God is likened to a solid rock. The word of God should therefore be the foundation on which everything that we build should stand. Because that is the only foundation that can be trusted and that can stand the test of time. All of the ground is sinking sand, my friend. I'm reminded about the scripture in Matthew 7 that spoke about two men who built upon different kinds of foundation, one on solid ground, the other on sandy ground. And the same vagaries of rain and sand and storm and billows and tempest came upon these two properties. But the one on the solid ground stood the test of time. The one built on the sandy sand came down tumbling. You know what I really like about that scripture? It says that when the storm came, not if the storm came, that seems to tell us that the storms of life will always come. But how you build and where you build will determine whether you stand the test of time. The word of the Lord is a sure place to build your life, build your finances, and to build your marriage and your business. In order to therefore win in life, you must, as a necessity, build your life, family, business, relationships, and all that concerns you on the word of God as that is the only foundation that cannot be shaken. My friend, I'm sure you may at this point be wondering how to practically apply the wisdom of God in your day-to-day -day living and circumstances. Well, this is how. The Word of God produces wisdom on two levels. The first is what is called Rhema. The second is what is called Logos. What, what that simply means is that there is a general working of the will of God. That simply means that you, we know the will of God from what God has said in the Bible. And when we learn to obey the instructions in the generic term from the word of the Lord that we know so aptly put in black and white, then God will begin to speak to us in our specific moments. In our areas of personal decisions, God will speak to us in a similar way as he spoke to us through the word of the Lord. Here is a practical example. God said we should walk in love towards all men. That's his will, my friend. That is 
a general word in the sense that you take that word, apply it to every one you meet on a day-to-day basis. And as you consistently obey what seems to be a general instruction when you're faced with a specific need, for example, whether or not to enter into a certain line of business or seal a particular business deal, God will give you a specific word as to whether to do that or to do this. And because you've trained yourself to obey uh, the simple instruction of the word of the Lord, you are also positioned to hear God speak to you in specific moments. This means, my friend, that in order to really enjoy the fullness of the operation of the Word of God, you need to have invited Jesus Christ into your life as your Lord and your Savior because that is the very starting point. If you have not done that or you need to rededicate your life to God, I want to at this point to challenge you to repeat these simple words together with me. Heavenly Father, I welcome you into my heart this day, even as I ask for you to forgive me and cleanse me of all my sins. I make you my Lord and my Savior from this day. I receive your wisdom. I give a praise for changing my life in Jesus' name. Okay, my good friend, that's how far we can go today on this episode. Thank you for tuning in every week. All right, just before we go, I want to take our wedding quote today. Uh, thinking natural only produces natural results. You have to be willing to change your mind with God's word if you are going to change your world. Thinking natural only produces natural results. You have to be willing to change your mind with God's word if you are going to change your world. All right, keep the letters coming in, the emails, the texts. We want to hear from you. We want to know somebody out there is being blessed. All right, let's get back together next week. Same time, same station. This is your favorite presenter, OBC Equema. You are blessed. For further information on this episode of Winning Today Broadcasts, Pastor Goodhart speaking engagements, general inquiries, or sponsorship details, please call us on 081-769-64572 or 081-769-64582. You can also email us on winningtodaybroadcast at yahoo.com or visit our website at www.hotrrefuge.org. We believe this presentation has blessed you richly. Join us in being a blessing to several others by simply making a generous contribution today. You can either walk into any Zenith Bank PLC near you or simply do an internet transfer to One Word Media Limited, account number 101-080-0875. Please feel free to notify us of your love gift by email through winningtodaybroadcast at yahoo.com. Call us on 081-769-64572. Be blessed.